This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the 2023 Commodity Classic, taking place March 9th through the 11th in Orlando. Learn more at commodityclassic.com. Good Friday afternoon. I'm Hannah Peigel. The Environmental Protection Agency has proposed new regulations for the renewable fuel standard that would allow biogas from livestock operations, which is used to generate power for electric vehicles, to qualify for RFS credits. The proposed rule would allow car manufacturers to register with the agency and generate electric renewable identification numbers, also known as ERINs, for power produced from qualifying renewable biomass, which includes biogas from methane digesters. In a statement, EPA Administrator Michael Regan said the agency is seeking to provide consumers with more options while also diversifying the nation's energy mix. Only electricity generated from renewable biomass feedstock would qualify under the proposed regulations. Electricity from solar, wind, and hydropower would not. This is the first time such regulations have been released. Manufacturers could start earning ERINs beginning in 2024. Noah Wicks has more details in his story on agripulse.com. A Georgia Republican says tightening requirements in the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program and strengthening energy policy are two priorities for him in the upcoming Farm Bill. Congressman Austin Scott spoke on this week's Agripulse Newsmakers. He says when it comes to the Farm Bill, he'd like to see some changes made to SNAP. I'll tell you one of the things that makes sense to me is to is to allow people to buy some of the hot foods like rotisserie chicken and, and other things that actually are healthy. And it doesn't make sense to me that we allow people to buy candy bars with SNAP benefits. So if it is about nutrition, then I do think that we need to have that honest debate about what people uh, are, are allowed to buy. Scott also says he'd like to tighten work requirements in the program. When it comes to, to total spending on the uh, nutritional aspect of things, I hope that we will see uh, an able-bodied working age adult requirement put in and whatever savings we have there, then we can turn around and we can give those savings to uh, whether it be the food banks or whether it be school lunch programs. I do think that uh, we do need to make sure that we're taking care of people who can't take care of themselves, but we don't need to have this system that allows people to take advantage of it by simply choosing not to work. Scott says the U.S. needs to focus more on domestic energy production. I'll tell you, I do not see uh, inflation going away in agriculture. I look at what's happening in Europe in fertilizer production, uh, nitrogen, potash, the other things that used to come from Russia and Belarus and the Black Sea, those are off the markets. We, we will uh, look at how we would help build uh, nitrogen manufacturing and other potential fertilizer manufacturing inside the United States. But I'm very concerned about the lack of fertilizer that we'll have next year because of the, the shutdowns in in Europe right now because of the cost of energy over there. Proof again that good energy policy is what the U.S. has got to have if we're going to have good ag policy. Those two go hand in hand. In this week's panel discussion, Daniel Beck with Invariant, Jonathan Kopis with the University of Illinois, and R.J. Carney with NASDA offer their thoughts on the issues that will face Congress in the upcoming Farm Bill and the topics they expect to be the big stories in the upcoming new year. Danielle Beck says she anticipates a lot of action to take place on the Ag Appropriations Subcommittee. There are going to be a lot of regulatory initiatives coming out of the Biden-Harris administration that I think we'll be keeping a close eye on. Uh, and then how House Republicans decide to respond to some of those are going to be really important. I also think uh, we can anticipate a lot more action from uh, House Agriculture Appropriations. Uh, you know, 
right now we've seen sort of slow action in terms of committee oversight there, but we know that next Congress Republicans are really going to be leaning into that oversight role. And so I think we can gear up for a very busy appropriations season. You know, what the end result looks like, uh, you know, is the big question there, but uh, there's going to be a lot of activity in that space. You can head to agripulse.com to watch this week's show. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. You put everything you've got into securing the next generation of your farm. So why not take it a step further? Commodity Classic is America's largest farmer-led, farmer-focused educational and agricultural experience, where you'll find thought-provoking education, a huge trade show with the latest ag technology, and networking with thousands of farmers who are preparing for the next generation just like you. Join us in Orlando March 9th through 11th, 2023. Learn more at commodityclassic.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Hannah Peggle.